What's the opposite of rose-colored glasses? Sunglasses. Magnifying. Um, binoculars. We have binoculars to what's going night, on in the world. Night vision. Yeah. <laughs> night vision. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bright June Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Laura. And it's 2018. Yay. Remember when 2016 seemed like it was too much and we were looking forward to 2017? And then really what 2016 did was give us endurance for 2017. It was like 2016, we're like running 10Ks. It was our so training run... year. It was just our yeah. training year. Because 2017 was like on a nonstop marathon. Mm-hmm. That, that we were we were going through. That so. means we're going into the ultra marathon this year of good stuff to come. <laughs> ultra marathons should not be legal. I am so impressed with people who can do them, and even the Ironman, uh, whatever, triathlons, because that's swimming and biking along with the marathon. I'm, yeah. I'm so impressed. Some people have goals to run in stuff. Uh, I was like, keep them simple, floss every day. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Now bring the bar down, people. <laughs> Get more days. sleep. That's a good resolution. Yeah. I, I did that over the holidays a lot. I went to bed at reasonable hours. Mm-hmm. Didn't wake up super early. I had two weeks off for the first time. Nice. Maybe ever as an adult, at least, which was wow. which was nice. That's kind of sad. And I'm also happy for you at the same time. Yeah. Oh, uh, we need to talk about you. You finished twenty seventeen, leaving the country. Oh yeah, yeah. I went. I went away. I guess we didn't not talk because of the bad news, but maybe that encouraged us not to record because who knows what we would have said during the the events and happenings of everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason we didn't talk was because uh, we both traveled a decent amount for either family or. Thanksgiving or just because you wanted to go to Dubai or yeah, visit, visiting a friend. Yeah, no, we were both traveling from, I think, mid-November on. So we, I guess, we're not really into doing, well, time zones would be tough. So I don't, no offense, this time now is probably whatever time in the morning. So I wasn't into that in Dubai. So so one thing that we missed that was um, monumental in 2017 is that San Antonio got snow the first time in 20-something years. Oh, yeah. uh, we got two inches of snow, so my kids got to see snow for the first time. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. We were, we were traveling to Phoenix over the, the holiday break, and I thought we were going to get a Flagstaff and see snow for the first time. But you but, had it before. Um, one, we had it before, and two, like they don't really have snow in Flagstaff. Like that whole part of the country is like if, if you had plans to ski in Southern Colorado or Utah or Flagstaff, like it wasn't a very good ski trip. Yeah, and weather is not the same anywhere. So I didn't go north or overseas, but it was really cold. There's really snowing, and I only heard that everyone got sick or. One person was chick, pro- sick, so probably like a small child, and everyone else got the contagion. It was all infected. So I, I feel good about having my – this is our second um, holiday season, not probably going home to Canada or Ireland. and Sorry, not 
um, not going home, but staying in Texas, I should say. And uh, not that I feel bad, but I always feel like there's stress around the holidays. So I kind of envy some families with children who decide, I'm just going to have my family Christmas at home. And and we've discussed and said, this is like the time you both got a good chunk of time off together. And what do you you want to do? And how do we want to spend this time instead of going home, being stressed out, getting sick or seeing a Christmas fight from the family, you know, that sort of thing. It's living in Texas. It's great being here over the holidays. Like the weather's pretty great. Generally, it was probably a little bit cooler than I expected, but it wasn't like cold here is not actually, it's not a showstopper. It doesn't keep you indoors. It's just, you wear a jacket, which I don't normally have to ever wear here. So it, it may have been in the 40s or 50s, and it was it was pretty nice here over the uh, week of Christmas and then uh, leading up to New Year's. And then New Year's Day, we actually had four days of freezing weather, which is unique here, and I left town. So, you know, it was it was nice weather uh, wherever I was, but, like, not traveling over the holidays is such a nice break. You get to enjoy the things in town you never get to go to, and you get – the traffic is better and it's just kind of nice just to be a visitor in your own city sometimes. Yeah. And you can appreciate, um, there's enough things going on around near you that you probably don't do because like you said, you don't have the time. And for our international listeners, hello, Sue, maybe Christian. Um, when he says about 56 Fahrenheit, so that's like 13 Celsius and it's going to drop though. So get prepared. We're going to get to like, negative three celsius which is 27 soon so like this weekend i think we're supposed to drop and uh yeah the things that you don't do if you live in a uh, north climate northeastern or nordic country you don't um scrape off ice off a car um shovel a driveway i think that's my mom's part-time job now she's shoveling driveways for older people in the neighborhood (laughs) it's like exercise maybe she gets paid i don't know and then um yeah like you don't have to worry about if you're going for a walk or run like ice on the roads you don't have to wear like those grip shoes or um worry about breaking your neck or things like that Uh, so yeah, there's some simple things that it is cool enough, but it's cool enough where I can come in and have a tea and be warm and be fine. So, like the rest of this week will be like mid 60s and sunny. Mm-hmm. This yeah. weekend will be mid 50s. So I I've tried to explain to people that our winter is like most people's summer. Like we <laughs> that don't is really not true. Come on. What, uh, no, in the sense that we don't really go outside and enjoy the summer. We don't oh, barbecue yeah. much. We don't spend tons of time outside. We do some stuff. But we we, try, we don't do that much. But whenever we get into October through you know May, we spend the majority of our weekend outside. We go camping. We go hiking. We you know grill every weekend or most every weekend. Like we like outside is just enjoyable for the, like those nine months. And the summer sometimes is so miserable and humid that we just you know stay inside and watch movies and play Lego and, you know, work on stuff in, in inside at, at that time period. So where most people were shut up in the winter or shut yeah. in during the winter, like we, we voluntarily stay more shut in in the summertime. Unless you like to sweat it out like we do. Um, Jeff was in an area of Texas. So this country to call Texas is quite large and his area is a bit warmer than where I live. So some people don't yeah. leave their home in the winter, but our winter cold months are really 
honestly, December, January, not even December sometimes, uh, January, February, and then by mid-March, that's when the warm weather, like warm as 30 Celsius, 85 um, Fahrenheit, that's when things heat up. So our winters like are very short. conversion. You're welcome. Yeah. I grew up on Fahrenheit because yeah. I lived in a border town, and I probably watched or saw more U.S. news, so I like Fahrenheit. Sorry. Sorry, friends. It just makes more sense. Give me one to 100. Yeah. 40. That's really hot. 40 Celsius. Is I did know that one. I, I converted that one. That's good. So what should we talk about for our first episode back besides apologizing for not talking and not talking about things or processing ideas? What, what should we chat about this year? You have some stuff going on this year. So I'm teaching a class this spring. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching an intro to research course for uh, Sam Houston State, friend of the podcast, Paul Eaton. That's where he mm-hmm. is on faculty and Sam Houston State's master's program. So that's a first. So a lot of firsts for me, like the course uh, content is a first, which I'm excited about. Cool. Sam, I have not taught with Sam Houston and Sam Houston is in East Texas and probably would take me four to five hours to drive there. Though I don't really know how my route would be to get there, so it's an I, online course you're teaching. But yes, masters. but I'm teaching online. Yeah, uh, and 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 so that's new for me is cool. is building an online course. So I'm in the in the middle of that at this moment. So so it's pretty exciting. I look forward to it and hope I can teach there in the future and continue teaching there and hopefully continue teach, teaching this course. And I always. Uh, the best thing about teaching is your yourself are learning a lot in the process. So I look forward to going for this, this process with Sam Houston and and learning how to teach an online course and how that works out. Cool. Hey, I kind of study that sort of stuff. If you want to chat about that yeah. sometime, we should talk about that. I, I plan to have you on uh, on my course at some time. Like. I want to this is where you're asking me, or you're just telling you're just telling um, me. <clears throat> well, I'm just gonna ask you in the sense that, like, hey, record this with me. Um, I want to do like an ask a researcher kind of question thing, okay. and hopefully they'll have questions and they can send them to me ahead of time, and then we can kind of Q and A um, for the for the course and, and, and upload this. Cool. Um, I'm teaching my first doctoral course here, which I've taught one before as a like a TA that was led by another instructor and I taught it, but this is my first one I'm teaching on my own as well um, in the area of research. So theory and uh, practice of distributed learning. So it's one where they figure out what sort of research do they want to do and how are they going to build that? And yeah, so this should be a fun uh, first part of the year for us to chat about what we're doing teaching wise and applying that to, I guess, research. So, so for your class, are they have they already taken some research courses, and now they're trying to figure out what they want to do for their dissertation? Well, I got a background info on my students because the coordinator, the grad coordinator, knew some of them. Most of them are this is their brand spanking new semester, first time in the program. Um, some it's like second semester, so it'll be more about. Um, forming kind of frameworks and constructs they're going to work off of and getting rationales on why that would be a good method to study X. So distributed learning can be anything that's online blended or technology mediated. So um, we're going to do some reading. We're going to do some 
um, lots of discussion. So it's a face-to-face class again. So this is my face-to-face class. And oh, okay. ironically, I've already had one of my students say, are we meeting virtually? And I was like, nope, this is a face-to-face one. So, um, cause we have residential doc students and then distributed yeah. cohorts. So you can be either an online or a resident. You just can't switch between the two. I feel like we're switching roles. I know. I've only taught in person. Welcome. Yeah. We yeah. can swap, um, suggestions and, practices and whatnot i'm not, not opposed to that so cool and anything else you're uh what looks ahead what looks bright in 2018 so not all is grim i i'm pretty excited i mean excited is not the right word i i'm i guess i am i'm pretty excited about the way things are going at work i think a first year in a job is pretty sometimes overwhelming even if it's something you're comfortable with mm-hmm. And by the second year, you're kind of making it your own. And I, I I feel very comfortable and happy with where I am and where our office is and what we're doing and where we can go and uh, learning new things. And so um, overall, I'm pretty uh, happy uh, professionally where I am. Um, I still get to learn new things and I get to create new things and take opportunities and it, it, it's kind of a dream. It's kind of a dream role. There's all, obviously things I have to do, but there's things I want to do. They allow me to pursue that. What year are you in now? Third then? This is my th- second full year in this position. Okay. I've been in the medical school. This is my fourth year in the medical school, but after okay. two years, I went to more of an ed research uh, evaluation and assessment role. Cool. And so that's what I'm doing now. So I would agree with you on that. Um, this is my, so I got hired as a lecturer in 2014. Um, this is my third year and my contract was actually for an early three years. So I'm up for, um, I tenure and promotion goes from lecture to senior lecture, um, non-tenure track if you're from overseas. Um, so I went up for promotion because I actually really like my department and the college I work in and our university has some great things up and coming and uh, the future looked bright where I am and I actually really like more than not where we live and what's going on around (laughs) us in the community and I can't believe my my nine-year-old self um, would be surprised and shocked to hear that I'm enjoying myself in Texas as much as I am because there's some Plano of all places well I'm technically Dallas but yeah we're like north north Dallas so are you yeah. Collin County or are you Dallas County? Both. Like pay. it runs through your house? Yeah, right through the line. No, we pay, you pay taxes in both in different ways. Plano, school district, yet da- um, Dallas, something else. I don't know. But yeah, okay. we kind of run in both for taxes. That's fun. Um, and I don't know. I think I got asked like when I'm going to be applying to my next job and what's next. And I said... I really like what I'm doing. I'm teaching courses I've been enjoying. I'm researching, collaborating with some really neat peers. And I have projects that are going to wrap up this year, which are kind of fun to do because I have other ones in, on the burner. So I have a new writing project I'll talk about in a future podcast. Uh, they'll be starting up. But I have other ones that I'm looking forward to getting some publications out and sharing some data. And yeah, I'm pretty happy too. Yeah. So it's interesting because I... Uh, I would not, I could have not have planned my career to end up where it is. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there was just a series of events that happened to where I got to where I was. I didn't even know this, these jobs existed right. a few years ago. 
And from where I am now, I don't really know how I could plan the next few years of my career, right? So I could give a lot of scenarios where all these different things could happen, but I really don't know. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Like I'm in a really good place and I, I really like my job who I work with. I have an excellent leader in charge of me. I get to put my kids to bed at nighttime and take them to school and spend most weekends with my family like there was a time I wanted something else in my career. And if I had that, my home life would be completely different. And so like everything has just kind of uh, eventually got to a really good place and mostly by accident or providence or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't because I planned it this way. It's just how it, how it was. You see what happens when Jeff and I get some vacation time, we get very uh, self-assessment, reflective, introspective. Yes. We're deep. Well, I did really want to think on, and it's something, it's funny, um, I don't know if you and T ever talk about things, but F and I have decided to have, like, regular State of the Union meetings to chat about, like, plans and uh, where we want to do and what we want to work on, because we both have really enjoyable careers that we like and roles, and you're right, supportive um, colleagues and um, supervisors that allow us to do um, what we want and thrive in the work that we do for them, but also think about what our, would our next steps be. And I think that's really kind of cool. Yeah. Now we're super old and maybe we don't care. So I can actually retire in like 11 years. Oh yeah. That's the Texas rule of, can you tell them what that is again? It's a weird thing I learned about, about Texas retirement. So, so is your retirement TRS? Is that your yeah. retirement system? Okay. So uh, it depends on how you're classified. You have either the offshore retirement system or you can go with like TIA craft or those other organizations and you put into retirement and it's based on, you know, dividends. Um, I'm, I'm saying dividends because it sounds like a word for retirement. It's, it's based on like the, uh, the markets and investments and all those things. Right. Um, so TRS is a little more conservative, uh, probably, but like a more it is. stable. You make nothing uh, on it, yeah. Yeah, it's a more stable. It's a more stable uh, retirement, and if you plan to have your career in Texas, it's it's a great retirement system. So it's, it was mainly for teachers, and then other people in education. They had expanded out to other people in, edu- in the education world. So when I started, it was the only option I had because. Whether you had optional retirement or TRS, depending on how you're classified, and as an you academic advisor, yeah, I was I was classified lower. And of course, now I'm glad I have it. And there's a magic number, and it depends on when you started. Mine is 80 because I started in the late 90s. Okay. Um, and it's your years of experience and your age. When they add up to 80, uh, you get 80% of your highest five-year average in your salary. How many years have you been working for a state of Texas? Like 13, 14. Oh my gosh. So you don't say I can retire soon then. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a while and I don't know when sometime it went from 80 to 90. And so it depends on when you started um, to when it went from 80 to 90, but I started in 99 was my first state okay. job. And so I was grandfathered in it. At 80. Wow. And now I have to think about what my age is. I got some time. Um, yeah, I I was a staff member before, so I just stayed with TRS as moved to a faculty role because you have an option to do something else. But it's funny you mentioned that because 
this year is the year of um, my finances are in an okay order, but it's kind of the year of should I not be digging in and investing more for retirement? Mm -hmm. Besides TRS, I have one in Canada as well, but I kind of thinking about other investment options and talking to um, a, a tax accountant for fun for my LLC and thinking about just other financial money planning so I can have um, some funds if I want to invest in something or say start a small batch distillery somewhere. Um, so those are things that like I kind of wanted to look at this year as uh, I'm not resolving to do it, but it's on my short list of things I'm working on this year. Um, along with other sexy plans as uh, drafting a will living and dead. Oh, when you have kids, you do that much earlier in life. Yeah. We, we, we did that because we wanted to make sure that people wanted to take care of our kids. We're going to take care of our kids. And so we, um, yeah, so we do did that. Do you want to change that now? Do you want anyone oh. else? To... Oh, okay. Uh, no, we're still okay with it. Um, but every now and then we give them a warning, like, Hey, you got to <laughs> get it together. Or we're going to go change this. We never in our family, but I guess growing up, uh, we talked about this in the past, a podcast grew up Roman Catholic your godparents were the ones and so mm -hmm. we've recently been asked to be godparents to friends of ours and I was like ooh, that's a responsibility but smart of them get those double income no kids ones to be the godparents that's the one I want to send them yeah with. and did you say like so what's your health like <laughs> yeah <laughs> can I see a physical before I commit I, to this I think I already know there's a background of uh, the big C in one of them so I was like oh please no no um, yeah. I think uh, yeah I was like I guess we could do that so no, that's cool um, yeah so being Baptist uh, growing up Baptist a godparent was not a thing yeah. uh, we we had uh, but I would say it's um, that's not the term we use, but it's, it's essentially the same thing. Like as okay. people we're close to that have known our kids since they were born and loved them and um, would be great, great parents to them. And I, I will say the tradition that was just in our family and actually a few others, the godparents typically like mine, one was a professor, um, a faculty of my father's and another one was a um, colleague of my mom's. She's from the Netherlands. Um, so she, she was a really good friend of hers um i had two single godparents of different places that had lots of money so they put some investments to my education funds along the way and it was great being a godchild then versus maybe my sibling just had an aunt or uncle and they didn't get much difference so um outside the family godparents were always good and helpful for the child speaking of the netherlands please let's speak when i was them. there three years ago <laughs> It seems not that the, long ago. One of the greatest experiences I had there was was buying an orange soccer shirt and going to the town square to mm -hmm. watch the opening game of the World Cup against Spain when they beat Spain like five to nothing. Yeah. And and I know America, the the US team didn't make the World Cup and that was disappointing, but the Dutch aren't in the World Cup. I know. That is kind of a and shock. they actually care about soccer. We just pretend <laughs> to care about soccer. No, you don't, because you still call it soccer. It's football. I mean, it's... I don't care about soccer, but, but we as a country pretend to care about soccer. Every four years, we, like, get super excited about it. Well, this year, they'll announce where it's going to be in 2026, and rumor has it, it's going to be a North America bid. Canada, U.S., and Mexico, and... Um, one of the big areas that we're, we're going to host is up here in DFW in the U.S. 
Yeah, it, when I was in college, I guess it was 94. Yeah. It was in the Dallas hosted games when it was. It was in the U.S., this year. yeah. This year. I don't remember. I, I believe Brazil won that year. I think uh, so. Yeah, they did. They they actually played at the Cotton Bowl against Spain. It was, I think it was a really big game. Maybe. Yeah. And, the, and, and then that's when the MLS kicked off. They kicked off after... Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of the, the country kind of got excited about soccer, as excited as we can be. One thing I will say that I'm looking forward to. Um, oh, not that I'm looking forward to. That one thing I want to follow up on that you never checked in on me is my data deletion and cleanup from the tacos and email episode. I have oh. been working on that, and a part of me um, did that over the break because I had a really kind of like. <laughs> I'm really down on you, internet lost blog posts at the end of 2017. I think I'm going to delete my Facebook. Right now I've deactivated. Get out. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go, see ya. And I deactivated for a little bit. Um, and I know that I may have to come back to it for a research or if we continue to use it for break drink, which I'm like, meh, meh. Um, I did have some people write to me and express discontent because I think I push out blog posts and other things, a few other things through there. But I was like, no, why do I have to give them my data? Why? Yeah, I so so I've been thinking about this because I've I've wanted to get uh, an email off of Gmail. I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. My own server or, or or a cloud server through Rackspace or something to have email that's not uh, Gmail or Yahoo or Hotmail. And I have not made a move to do that. So at some point I would, would like to do that. Mm-hmm. I have mostly stopped posting on Facebook. I Sometime around uh, mid-September, I just didn't want to log into Facebook anymore. As I so we played the audiobook Bored and Brilliant. So this yes. is Manouche from Note to Self. So and you read Bored and Brilliant? So I read no, I experienced it. Uh thanks to <laughs> Jeff. I have added more audiobooks to my listening as well. And Overdrive from the library. Um but I will say the the one of the challenges was what's the app that you don't really need? And I said Facebook to F and he's like, You don't really use it. I, I guess I use it through other third parties and the thing with Facebook is they have their tentacles in like WhatsApp and Instagram as well. So I've been pondering like, hmm, maybe I don't use it. Like, although I need WhatsApp for a couple of people overseas, like friend from Dubai and yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'm with you on this Gmail but, switch though. But the thing is, okay. So you, you listened to this long before I did uh, reply all, I think one Oh nine, when they talked about mm-hmm. Facebook and this Facebook listening to you, which I don't, I don't think they are, but the point is, in order for Facebook to stop tracking you, you have to deactivate your account, delete your account, mm-hmm. um, take your computer, burn it, buy a new computer, and never go to Facebook. Because even if you are no longer using Facebook, there's still their stuff is still they're still tracking like usage right and chris gilliard mentioned that on our episode i shared it with um a workshop that i'm teaching right now for olc essentially you could never have had any facebook profile or account yet they still have a profile of you somewhere from other things and yeah 
I did delete the app off my phone. Yeah, so did I. Ago. I don't have it on my phone either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a, an idea. Board of Brilliant got talking about like delete that app or delete like how often you pick up your phone. And I don't do a lot on my phone anymore, probably other than listen to podcasts, audiobooks. I guess I still play two dots every now and then, but like, yeah, I, I, I would like to go back to like a, a flip phone and an i and an iPod, mm-hmm. like or I remember like a Sidekick so I could text, or <laughs> a Helio, a I had or a Helio, Motorola Razor, just because I still would would uh, I still text people often so, um. Yeah, I just I don't need all the apps. I'm just gonna drop off and not talk to anyone, so I don't even want the text. Anymore. Yeah, so remember when we had that technology podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not all grim. I do think um, there are some benefits, and I'm just trying to think about things more purposefully. And I don't, that was one that I when I deactivated Facebook for a bit, I just been thinking about like I guess I don't really need this, and I just need to clean up that space and I was just cleaning up digital files and getting rid of things so I could get out of stuff like Google or um, knowing where things are stored and who has access to things and Dropbox to who knows where. So I just been, I've been living up to my dream, but it's been taking longer because I took a, I took a week off. So I didn't really do much for a week and a half. So do you have any, since we last talked, Mm -hmm. do you have any uh, book recommendations or podcast recommendations you want to share? I would say I've read loads of books. Um, I do think Bored and Brilliant's good. I actually, maybe I should gift you this. Um, I should uh, get the hard copy of that one because there's some things in there that I would use in my own courses. Um, so Bored and Brilliant would be one if you want to listen to that one and when it gets to be available. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm in the middle of reading Yes, Please, Amy Poehler's. Um, bio book. It's pretty good. It's a couple years old. Um, 2014 is maybe when it was written. It's pretty entertaining. And I just finished listening to Wild. Although the book was okay, um, it just really interested me in looking into hiking the Pacific Coast tra- Crest Trail, or <laughs> I want to do the um, the weather one. Uh, so I'm just thinking about hiking trips more. So that's really what yeah. I'm interested in. Yeah. You love Arizona, by the way. That's basically all it is. I love, no, I do like Arizona for that. Um, yeah, no, I definitely like Arizona for that. But, oh, um, podcasts. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but do you listen to Up First? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, probably three of the five mornings. Okay. So, Up First is a quick little. Uh, 10 to 14 minute podcast about news, news you missed, news that's happening. It'll be a way to, quote, brighten your day, end quote. Um, but it'll give you an idea of what's going on, news bits from around the world. They obviously obviously at NPR have regular news, so this is just their quick snippet that they put out for in the morning. Um, it's the morning edition crew Yeah, that does a... Uh, I guess they record it before they start morning edition. I don't know. I'm surprised they have they're taking the time to do this, but um, so am I. They do so much work, but yeah. it's it is nice to see. Just in case you missed anything, say you were off the grid for a little while. Um, the other podcast I downloaded, but I haven't listened to, is Ten Percent Happier with Dan Harris. He is a um, 
uh, what do you call it, um, works for a news organization, but he was on Note to Self with Manoush and talking about meditation, and he talked about why he started meditating, and why he wrote a book on 10 things, why you should, like, not why you should, but um, I thought meditation was stupid, and, and why it's not, and helped his anxiety and his he had some kind of self-medication issues um so he had his story on minutia's so i decided to download his because she joined his podcast to talk about um meditation separation from technology a little bit too so i've downloaded a couple other episodes to listen to and they're not bad yeah so i haven't done an audiobook in a while now i will say i got i was in i was waitlisted and finally received the Al Franken audiobook the day after the news broke. Mm. So Did I just returned it back to the library and wasn't really okay. interested in reading his biography after that. But I did read some. Uh, I did read Quiet, The Power of Introversion. Okay. Uh, by read, I mean, I listened to uh, Quiet, The Power of Introversion. And okay. December. Um, who's the author? Susan uh, Kane. Oh, that's right. Susan yeah. Kane. Who it, it it seems like I didn't do a, a deep background in in hers, like because she's an attorney. Mm -hmm. It seems like it was literally something she was interested in, and she kind of traveled the country, learning about extroversion, introversion. Um, so that was. I feel like it's a, a book to to give to extroverts to say you need to learn about introverts. I don't know what percent of the country is is one or the other, but I don't think people always think of the perspective from the other one. Um, and especially maybe if you're introvert, you always feel exhausted about extroverts. So, so you're saying I should read that then? Okay. Um, no, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Before you spend time with each other again. Okay, that's good. Um, one that I am reading that I'm excited to I'm taking with me on a flight this weekend is the Thoughts of W. Kamal Bell. I listened to the Politically Reactive podcast yeah. of him and Hari uh, Kanabolu. Um, so it talks about, it's tales of a six foot four African-American, heterosexual, cisgender, left-leaning, asthmatic, black, and proud, blurred, mama's boy, dad, and stand-up comedian. So uh, Kamal Bell has uh, Shades of America on CNN, which I haven't seen, um, which I've heard is good. I just haven't seen it. Uh, so I'm excited to read that because Kristen Abel and I have a, hashtag impromptu book club we chat about some random book we're just both reading at the time and yeah i'm looking forward to it okay so it's been a long time since we've done podcast recommendations mm -hmm. so this is what i recommend okay um so if you're younger you probably did not experience uh dr cat dr cat's professional therapist um it was a it was a show on Comedy Essential. It was uh, this animated cartoon. There's tons of them on YouTube. I recommend going, uh, listening to Dr. Katz, a uh, professional therapist. But they redid them. Audible redid like 20 of them. And it was basically uh, uh, Jonathan Katz, who is a comedian, played a doctor and would then interview like stamp comedians. So it was basically a way for stamp comedians to work on their, on their, their shtick, right? Their, so I recommend both the uh, old, fuzzy, bad quality YouTube uh, videos and the podcast, which is found on Audible. They were free um, when they first came out over the summer. but I, I think you, you have to pay because you might have mentioned that to me on the side, and I went to look for them. So Yeah. So 
Gimlet has a show called Heavyweight mm-hmm. with Jonathan Goldstein. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, maybe. And it's always it's it's interesting storytelling. It's what it is. It's you know, Reply All is a great Gilmet show that's on every week or every other week. Like they have a they do a lot of new episodes. They've done you know well over a hundred episodes since they've started. Heavyweight's one of those podcasts that does a season, and it takes about you know nine months to get the research done for a season and then they do seven episodes for that season so there's a lot of production that goes into it but still it's it's kind of annoying that you get into a podcast and then it's gone for nine months do, so they release it all at once then no it's it's a weekly so you don't know how oh, many okay. are in the season okay and as you're into it they're like oh by the way this is the last one so it's like a tv so, show but now mm-hmm. pod however um, Heavyweight season one and season two are all, um, I think, excellent shows and would be worth listening to if you if you like kind of the storytelling um, or like hearing like one person's profile or story. And, and the heavyweight is like like someone has an issue or problem and Jonathan Goldstein kind of researches it to try to find a solution. So uh, Slate has a show called Slow Burn, mm-hmm. and this is pretty recent. And this is someone who's going back and uh re-examining or i should say examining uh watergate uh and it's probably telling stories that you have not heard before so i felt like my knowledge of watergate is from all the president's men stop listening to us right now <laughs> go and go watch, watch all the president's men um it's about Woodward and bernstein who's breaking the story of watergate which I hope you know what Watergate is, and I can explain that. But there's all these like other stories and subplots that were happening at that time, and they're going in kind of deeper dives in those like rabbit trails about about Watergate. So that's been that's been interesting. And there's probably five or six episodes of uh, Slow Burn that are out now. You know what? Thanks for mentioning that because. We gifted, we don't do gifts to the holidays, but we gifted our house a few things like a Sonos speaker. So that will be one we will play out loud in the kitchen, living dining room area. Because I think that's something that I would like to. Yeah. And then one I've been listening to um, a lot, which could be for people more faith-minded or people not more faith-minded. It's just, it's uh, it's called The Bible Project. And it's by, it's a theologian and an artist, but it's a, it's an art studio and they go in and they tell, they really break down how like a book of the Bible was composed, like the different elements of it, the structural elements of it, who wrote it, what do we know about it? Um, it kind of gets into the first century Jewish history of that time period okay. and tries to give more, uh, I shouldn't say more meaning, but at least knowledge behind uh, the different books of the Bible. And there's also themes um, so they did a uh, five or six podcast series on uh, biblical justice and what it means for, like, what does that mean and what are the stories in there and how the Bible is very centered around the, what they call the quartet of the oppressed. And then they did a five-minute video about it, which is pretty impactful, and I probably watched it like a hundred times on there. So. Uh, if you're justice minded or not, it's a good. I mean, if you're 
just as minded, you will enjoy it, even if you're not a faith person. But it, it's it's good, and it's a very scholarly um, how they how they view it and look at the themes of, of that. So um, that's uh, I I've I've known they existed. I've seen some of their videos. I did not know they had a podcast, and so the podcast is a lot of the behind the scenes. Like they may spend six episodes or six hours talking about something as they're making like a five minute video at like the art studio. You're, you're a big Gimlet guy. Did you, um, add story pirates to your listen? So I, so I I tried, uh, I think the first, I think it was like the first one my kids really were not into because so story pirate pirates are kids write stories. And then these, the story pirates like act them mm-hmm. out. And the first one was probably like a little over the top. And my kids were like, can we just turn this off? <laughs> it was, it was like hard for them to follow. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so I, I probably need to go in and listen to a few and go, go back to it and kind of curate for them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other Gimlet show, um, RIP to the, uh, host of mogul. He passed away. Yeah, that was sad. That was very sad. Um, very young, in his 50s. Yeah, had cancer. Yeah. Um, Mogul was a great show. It was. It, it was a very interesting show. It was, you know, when, when rap music goes mainstream, like, it's easy to forget, like, the roots and how it started and where it came from. But, like, it to, to go back and listen to that and know like where a lot of these rappers came from. It, it was a great show. Um, one that I listened to that I don't know if we've talked about from NPR's um, Hidden Brain. Yes. Do you listen what? to that? I, just, I don't listen to it every time. You know what? I, I, I will go in like once every two or three months and probably like binge listen to a lot of them. A bunch of them. Yeah. It's about um, essentially how the world of your curious mind works in different ways. And I like... Um, uh, Shankar, does, yeah, he does some unco- like un- unconscious patterns of what you do, what you're thinking about, how you go about to make decisions about behavior. I kind of like it says it's under science and medicine, but I think it's about society, humanity, and other things as well. So. Yeah, and if you're an avid NPR listener, he's a familiar voice. Uh, you've probably heard snippets of him on All Things Considered. Um, they, but now they put the podcast, actually, they made it to radio. That's how yeah. people enjoy nice. them. So, yeah, they're officially on the radio now, but still a podcast. So that's good. Oh, cool. Right. So those are new podcasts. New podcasts, uh, new, lis- new listens to books. Uh, it's 2018, y'all. Till we meet again. Good night. Peace. Peace.